we're all just trying <laughs> I love that because we are all just trying to figure out how figure I cannot speak <laughs> figure out figure it out yes <laughs> uh, hey we're all we just trying to mean. figure out how to be an adult <laughs> Jeez, I'm I'm gone for a year and I can't remember how to run a podcast anymore. Okay. Hi friends. Welcome to Some Supervision Required. My name is Daniela, and I'll be your host for the time that you are so graciously spending listening to this. Welcome to season three. I kind of feel like uh, Emma Roberts in that TV show where she's like, I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. Well, I bet you thought you'd heard the last of me. Before we go into today's awesome episode with my dear friend Brendan, I, uh, I have to address two things. First off, my conversation with Brendan unfortunately had pretty bad audio. That was on my end. Um, I didn't discover it until I was in post-production and editing, so totally my bad. Uh, you may hear some static on my end. Um, I was able to clear up his audio pretty well, but just know that if you do kind of find that the audio is not of best quality, don't hold it against me. Don't hold it against future episodes. I promise we're going to get that cleared up. Um, second of all, elephant in the room. Yes, it's been over a year. I I dropped off, you know. I uh, our Instagram page is gone. Um there have there hasn't been new episodes since I think like February of 2021. Um look, the reality is it, it's not that I didn't have the time because if if anything now I'm I'm busier than ever. Um in full transparency, this podcast just wasn't a priority. You know, it I don't make money off of this. Um, it's, I mean, it'd be nice to, hey, sponsors. Uh, but this has solely been a passion project of mine and it was always a creative outlet. And when you get swept up in just living your life and things happening in your life, you tend to put this in the back burner. Um, I also found that I, I wanted to approach it the same way that I had intended to when I started season two, which is not be so much of like a oh, we're just sitting around talking crap about dating in Miami but actually have meaningful conversations this podcast is meant to do two things right it's it's to allow me to pursue my love of storytelling and allow you the listener to hear stories from people you may or may not relate to it's designed to explore all the things that we go through as adults when we just don't feel like we're adults so I really hope that this season um, and all the stories you'll hear from the upcoming episodes resonate with you, and I hope you get something out of them. Um, and I hope you realize that this is just meant to explore the relationships that we have with ourselves, with our friends, with our family, and with every person that we meet throughout our life. With that said, let's get started. Yeah, no, no, she, she definitely needs it. She, why are you wasting your time? Okay. This is a podcast. This is not the Drag the Yellow show. It's, no, God, no. What? If you're easily offended, just turn the shit off or get a sense of humor. I don't care. Okay. 
Welcome to the show, Brendan. What's up? Hi, not much. How are you? Good. Um, very excited to have you here. Very excited to have this conversation with you. This is one that I've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, a little bit of background. So, Brendan and I met, it's been over a year now, for sure. I think. Probably- yeah, um, uh, it was when I was still Airbnb randomly <laughs> in Miami. Um, like I just got out of a relationship and I was like, screw New York. And I came to Miami probably like close to a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. A little over a year and a half. Cause I do remember meeting you at, um, Brett's birthday. That's where it was in January. Yeah. And we hit it off. I loved your energy. I loved your vibe. It was so refreshing. Um, and I've spoken about this before. I think I vibe and jive really well with people from New York or from outside Miami because they have a completely different perspective uh, coming into this city. So I always appreciated that from you. I know when I met you, I thought you were from somewhere like either Jersey or New York or something like that. I know. I always get that. (laughs) I always get that. I'm like, no, I wasn't born in Miami, but I was raised since I was like a year old. Uh, But I I guess I don't give off the, the Miami vibe, which I'm a little proud of. (laughs) so i wanted to bring you on this today because i wanted to talk about the and i'll say i'm going to say the word relationship a lot because i think this podcast is really centered and focused around the relationships that we have with people in our lives the relationships that we have with ourselves with um the different properties of our lives. So in this case, I sure. want to talk about the relation that we have with ourselves and our skin, which I think you would uh, know a lot about. Uh, I got that covered. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got that covered. Uh, so Brendan is the founder and CEO of the skincare brand called The Fix, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, tell me a little bit about how, like the origins of The Fix. Yes. So it's a good example of turning a very pretty dark situation into something pretty positive. Um, And I've had a lot of help along the way. But basically, the fix is my skincare line. I started working on it probably like a little more than two and a half years ago, a little over that, uh, when my mom was first diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. They got it really, really, really late stage three. So they had to take a very aggressive approach to chemo. Um, And my mom is the least self-conscious person in the world. She does not care what other people think. And she's the most selfless. Like we went to, my sister and I went to, oh, she's the best. She put us in private school growing up just because of the neighborhood we were originally in. It didn't have a great school system. So she sent us to the private school um, just for a little bit safer. And it's not like she made a lot. Everything she made went towards our tuition, towards our school uniforms. If she got a bonus, it was the bias, like a new book or something like beyond selfless. Um, so she never put too much stock into or she never really cared what people thought of her, her appearance or anything like that. And that really changed when she started doing chemo because of the I'm sure chemo in general, like across the board, but the intensity um, that they had to do her chemo at, it destroyed her skin. She would get random burns everywhere, rashes, lesions. She couldn't wear basically any lotions, um, but her skin was already so dry 
that she was constantly irritated, constantly uncomfortable. Um, she couldn't put makeup on or find any product, makeup alternative products to cover up these burns on her face. And like from the woman that when they shaved her head, she was like, I'm not going to wear a wig. I don't care. This is me. To see her cripplingly subconscious, she wouldn't leave the house or even look in a mirror from what the chemo did to her skin. Um, it was horrible. Wow. Uh, so I remember one day I was on the uh, couch with her at home and she was so sick that particular day. Um, and I just remember her saying, I'll never feel pretty again. Like, even if I beat mm-hmm. cancer and all that, I will never feel good about myself again. And that was the last straw. Um, so I, um, I'm very, very fortunate to have a good amount of friends that are dermatologists. Two are actually cosmetic formulators for other skincare brands out there. Uh, and then one of my really good friends was one of the founders of Drunk Elephant. Um, so in working with them, I got to test a lot of different products, find different ingredients in products that worked well for her skin. And I learned others that didn't, um, the drunk elephant friend, the chemist behind drunk elephant was one of the chemists behind Paula's choice, which oh, is like the pinnacle of skincare. Yeah. And skincare education. I love Paula's choice. Um, and I, I started to turn to it a lot when I was looking for ingredients for my mom, because the skincare industry itself is so confusing. If you're not super into skincare or have hours to devote to looking up ingredients and what they do for your skin and why you should use them, the industry is so predatory because they just throw out words like anti-aging or instant results um, with really no backing. And they charge you this crazy syrup, this crazy premium, but you're going to pay it because you don't know any better and you want skincare. Um, So I, I kept working with them, finding products that would work on my mom. But at the end of the day, I kind of felt like I was paying rent when I should have been paying a mortgage just because I was investing so much into these other brands and other products. Um, and it taught me a lot and it was amazing. But I got to the point where I was like, I'd rather formulate things on my own just based on the knowledge I've gained from this. And more importantly, the connections I've made with these chemists and everything. Um, and just build products I know will be good for her. It's no guessing. I'm taking that part out of it just because we've learned what have, has worked in the past. I can oversee the production of it in, at this manufacturer with my chemist. Um, and I know exactly what's going on her face. So that was in the beginning, it wasn't even meant to be a brand. Um, I remember my dad started using the products I was giving her and he was like, holy shit. Like, I like this. And my dad is the least into skincare, like (laughs) can works construction and he's an electrician and like, I think maybe I've seen him put bar soap on his face but never like took care of his skin and he started using these products he was like i, I am noticing a difference um so that that was the birth of the brand that's an amazing origin story let me tell you kudos to you because you found this motivation to help your mom that sort of like evolved into an amazing business model um i feel like most people go into a business or to start something because naturally they want to make money right so i think coming from a place where you just really wanted to help someone that you loved so much feel good about herself uh says a lot about you and a lot about the brand i appreciate that yeah if money was a motivator in the beginning i would be far out of this because it is expensive as hell but i've come to the point i've really realized that if you don't if you're not just stupidly wealthy yeah 
um, or really, really lucky, you better love the business you're starting or it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, you have to put in the work, which I think, I mean, I know you did because I use your products and I will say, like, plugging them in here all day, they are yeah, that primer. I can't live without it. But you can speak to that too. Look at how much you juggle with all the jobs you work and the moving <laughs> and helping everyone. And you still have this podcast and everything. That's awesome. I know. It's I, yeah. The love behind something is the only thing that makes the wheels move. And like, again, unless you're Kylie Jenner and have billions. To put exactly. In. I think and it's just, you know, you do it for sport. <laughs> yes. Um, so when I actually started using um, your products, I've, I, I was never hesitant because, I mean, I, I liked you. I really believed in you. had told me the story about your mom and everything, so I believed in the brand. Uh, but I've always said I'm very hesitant with starting um, new skincare products because I'm, like, my skincare routine has been set for, like, the last five years. Um, I oh, know yeah. what I need. Every once in a while, I'll explore with different brands. I'll try something new. And sometimes I'll find something. Most of the time... Um, either doesn't like, I, I don't like the way it reacts to my skin. Uh, but that's something that I've always been very proud of is the fact that I have good skin. And it yeah. took me a while till you know, talking to a lot of different people that didn't necessarily have the same, um, skincare journey that I had growing up. Like I never suffered from acne when I was younger. I never suffered for rosacea. Um, but I have friends that have, struggled with that in the past and they've always said you know that your skin when you're not happy in it it just it, you fix it and it's the yes. only thing you can think about it's like uh you know those you know when you're in shape and you feel great and then you have like a week or two or a month uh and you just feel overweight and it's like all you can focus on like you just fixate that and it ruin fixate on it and it I feel like overshadows everything. Yeah. I, I think the same as with skincare. Uh, like I had horrible rosacea growing up. I was already the fat kid. Like <laughs> people used to throw food and moo at me. I was no. first of all, kids are mean, but too I was kids are huge. Awful. They're so mean. Awful. But I, I was huge. So that on top of these rosacea flare-ups, which were worse when I got picked on because I would get anxious. Yeah. I looked like a Cabbage Patch Kid, and that's all I could think about. Um, and then me worrying all day that my cheeks were going to flare up made them flare up. So, yeah, skin is such – I mean, we wear it every day. It's our most used outfit. I uh, love that. But, like, I, I just said that. Yeah. And, like, I kind of like it. <laughs> it is our most used outfit. Good thing you are and I think I'll take that. I have so many friends that are very, very confident, very secure, um, beautiful, beautiful girls as well. And if they did struggle with their skin in the past, that was the first thing that they would, like you said, fixate on. That was the first thing that they would want to fix. I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, there's so many other things, not that you should fix by yourself, but like that I can see, you know, other girls getting hung up on. And for some reason it was like, no, 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 no. Because growing up, they had the same experience as you, right? Like they didn't have nice skin. They got made fun of. They didn't feel pretty. Um, so even now when they've perhaps moved past that, they've taken products to help with their acne and everything. There's like one little thing just sets them off. Um, mm. so, I mean, I, I can empathize with that for sure. I, I 
can't I was like I can't really relate but I'm sure there are other things that I that I myself like get fixated on like you said the weight thing like the once a month being a girl I'm a little heavier than usual and boom I'm fixated on that yeah oh being a human is rough (laughs) (laughs) it is um how is the process for you because obviously you know you tested everything on your own skin as well you said you uh suffered from rosacea very different experience than your mom and like when you were testing all of these products what was that process like for you for you yeah absolutely so i tested a lot of products that told me what not to put on my face ever again um and it's crazy too because i remember my skincare journey is kind of twofold so it was up to a point before and i know this sounds stupid to relate to but i promise it correlates before me coming out so I was already scared that people were going to find out that I, for most of my life, I wouldn't even put skincare on because I was like, oh, people are going to say, oh, he uses skincare, he's gay or like, that's so gay or whatever. So I didn't take any steps to help my rosacea and it literally just got worse and worse and worse. And then after I came out, I, I look back now and I look at the products I use that claimed redness relief and everything. Like, like the St. Ives uh, scrub peach <laughs> oh yes that i loved that brands. stuff not, when i was younger i know me too i felt like Nothing i was, was really cleaning I, you were just stripping everything <laughs> from your skin <laughs> so bad uh i know and, but, and there are so many other brands out there that are big names that have great products like, so i won't just name drop but they'll say like redness relief or great for rosacea or soothing um, and I remember my skin was never good. And sometimes when I put those products on, it was worse. And I was like, oh, oh, but like it says redness relief. So it must be the right thing. And I looked back at those ingredients and in me testing products, I look at some of the ingredients and products that claimed to be for a sensitive skin or rosacea or any of that. And a lot of those ingredients directly conflict what chemists and dermatologists and science says would actually help which is wild, but it's just a cheaper way of formulating. So I had a ton of rosacea flare-ups when I was testing other people's products. And even in the beginning with my own testing things, um, I was kind of the first barrier to entry just because I do have super sensitive skin. Not as bad as my mom's, but like it was a good test. If it wasn't going to work on me, it wasn't going to work on her. Um, So selfishly, the brand has helped me a lot too because I've learned what works for my skin and what's helped it. And I think my rosacea... Um, I am blessed. I never really had to deal with acne, but super, super big pores. Um, and then rosacea were my two biggest concerns. And I think I've learned to get them under control. And like you said, people can have amazing skincare routines. You could spend billions a month on your skincare routine. You're always going to have a pimple or or anything there. Um, but I definitely learned to manage it a lot better than it was. Yeah. Okay. So one of the other things I want to talk to you about um, was, and you touched upon it a little bit, you know, the growing up and these insecurities that you had, and obviously for you coming out, it was a big thing as well. How does it affect you now? Like, look, like obviously looking back and in, in hindsight, do you think that there were other things that you didn't? explore because of those insecurities that now you're like i'm absolutely in and not just skincare but like anything else yes a thousand percent it's and i think about this a lot 
I missed out on a lot of things I would have done now, but I also, I was like, again, stupidly insecure about so many things that would have, I would have definitely had a different experience, but I had a great experience doing what I did now. So it, it was definitely living a different version of myself, kind of like a watered down version of what I wanted to be, but I had so many good friends and had such a good experience at school at home and everything like that that I almost I'm so happy I came out and I want everyone to feel like not even just coming out just conquer their insecurities but as bad as they were I'm very blessed to have lived the life I lived and I'm happy with where I'm at like mentally with everything now so I don't know if I would have gotten to this point where I'm at now that I'm content with um so not that I would have changed anything but I definitely would have had I definitely would have experienced different things, but I'm glad I didn't go to gay bars any sooner because I'm already exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> you might go more than me. I, I think I do, actually. It's, it's a little bit of a problem. I think, you know what? They play good music. You know how hard it is to they find good music? music. I, I, I always say that. I'm like, the gay bars play the best music. That's why I'm there. <laughs> I just want to have a good time. That is fair. Um, so, on the topic of skin, taking it back to skincare, right? Because I always talk about this yeah. with a ton of people. And mind you, a lot of my friends that have actually uh, met you always refer to you as like, oh, that's the one with like the really good skin. He's tan. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's the best compliment anyone can give Yes. Me. That's like. The pinnacle of a New Jersey compliment. <laughs> Your tan is on point. Um, yes. Do you go out in the sun a lot to tan? Do you recommend getting a lot of sun? So I used to tan. I abused the hell out of tanning beds. It was so bad. And I, I love the sun. Um, I think I've, I've learned to do it in a very careful way now. And I only let myself get so much sun. I used to just, I mean, in high school and college, I literally went to a tanning bed after school every single day. I had swim practice in the morning, school, and then I would go to swim practice and then go tanning to turn on BPM radio and go home. Like, that was my routine, and I loved it. In college, the same. I would tan almost every day. Um, I It sucks because I love how I look tan to a, as opposed to how pale mm-hmm. I get, um, but I've also started to notice premature aging, the wrinkle under my eyes, the sunspots. Um, and people are like, oh, you can get rid aside from the cancer, which I'll touch on after, but like the aesthetic part of it, they're like, oh, you can fix that. I was like, well, I also don't want to pay thousands and thousands in procedures right. and needles and all that shit when I can just wear more sunscreen, put on a hat and let enjoy the sun maybe like once a week or yeah. something like that. Because I mean, having a skincare line, I could sit here all day and be like, never be in the sun. It's horrible for you. Premature aging, all that. But realistically, and from someone that loves the sun, you can do it. Yeah. And I think there's benefits to being in the sun too. Like a lot of people have vitamin D deficiencies. Just like go outside and walk, like get a little bit of sun. It's good. It's the UV that's bad for you. But like the, you know, go being in the sun for a little while, if as long as you have the proper, like you said, sunscreen and, 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 uh, proper protection totally for it yeah and living in miami too it's very and hard the, to escape the sun 
Oh, 100%. That's another reason. Like, people love to get procedures and stuff. But how do you do that in Miami? You can't because they're always right. in the yeah. sun. And it's like you're going to... Uh, and if you're not in Miami or you're not in Florida um, or you're in a spot that doesn't get as much sun, it's like you pay all this money to, you know, get the, the, the tanning and you're getting similar, I guess, benefits but also complications from it. And then you're going to spend a ton more money in procedures trying to reverse what the other procedures yeah. gave me in the first place. Yeah, because I look back on pictures and my skin a thousand percent looked more leathery than it does now. Not like super noticeable. Your skin looked great. Like that's not going to happen for a couple more years. But no, my skin used to be a lot. It just looked older. So I would much rather have a healthier relationship with the sun now and maybe be in the sun once a week again with the proper mm-hmm. protection. Um, enjoy it. And then wear like a tinted moisturizer or something like that. I mean, that's better coverage for your yep. skin anyway. It's like when you're tan, like your skin might look good from far away, but if you get it up close, you see yep. every pore, you see every mark, everything. If you get a responsible amount of sun and throw on like a tinted moisturizer or a tinted sunscreen, which I swear by and is something I want to put in the line next, it's better coverage for your skin anyway. And it, you, you're getting a nice, healthy thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm a big skincare and I mean, sorry, sunscreen fanatic. I wear that every single day. I even wear it and maybe you can fact check me on this if you know about it, but I, I even wear it on the days that I'm inside at home all, all day. Um, a, out of habit and B because I do hear that like the the light that you get from your computers and your phones like that's why you should also wear blue light blockers right it's also damaging to your skin yep. so putting sunscreen on actually helps okay so that's twofold um, you should always wear sunscreen inside unless you're like literally sitting in your basement all day you're not around any windows or anything then obviously you don't need to wear sunscreen um, if you're in, there are, there's a whole physics like study on how, how much sunscreen you need inside windows only filter. I believe it's UVB rays, but they do not filter UVA rays, which are the cancer causing rays. So you absolutely still need sunscreen inside. Like I work at, I work from home and I work at a desk that's a couple of feet away from a window. So I still reapply every two hours, even though I'm just inside. Um, if you're sitting far away inside, there's minimal, minimal amount of windows or light um, or anything like that. You should still wear sunscreen. Maybe you obviously don't have to reapply as often. Um, that's impractical, but you should still at least put it on. And then if you're by a window inside, put it on more than once. And then um, your blue light question, sunscreen alone actually doesn't block blue light or infrared light, oh, which is radiation from heat. I know. So for blue light protection, which you already do, because I know you buy it from <laughs> you, you want a topical anti- antioxidant or iron oxides. So iron oxides are found in tinted sunscreens or tinted moisturizers so if you're using a tinted sunscreen you're blocking uva uvb blue light and infrared which is amazing um another way if you don't wear tinted stuff or you you just can't find one that's your tone or anything like that if you're wearing a vitamin c or a vitamin b3 which is niacinamide which i know you love that my products as well yes those antioxidants block blue light and infrared light for you so that's why I always say like the Vita C enhances your sunscreen. And that's why, because it's giving you extra protection that even 
um, broad spectrum sunscreen doesn't give you. Um, and I know a lot of people that sounds like a lot, so many rules. So blue light and infrared light definitely, definitely far less harmful. Um, but people laugh at blue light exposure. They're like, oh, like it's not that bad. But think of the amount of time you're on your phone, your laptop, everything like that. Like we're surrounded by it. It would be laughable if we still had like flip phones and maybe just desktop computers that we weren't at all day. But the fact that we're so glued to our devices now, I think it's really important important to wear a tinted protection or add in an antioxidant to those or both. Okay, that's, see, a lot of good information that we're learning today. Uh, Thank (laughs) you for that. Because I I didn't know about that. I didn't know that there was a difference between like the UVA rays and, and what blue light gives off, right? So I, I thought they were similar and that's why you had to wear a sunscreen. I also didn't know that you had to reapply sunscreen throughout the day if you're not in the sun. Yeah, so sunscreen's protection will fade. It, it reduces significantly after, uh, depending on the sunscreen, like 60 minutes to 90 minutes. Obviously when you're inside, you're getting a lot less exposure, so it's being worn down less. But if you're like sitting by a window or on a couch and there's a flooding door next to you or something and that sun's on your face, you, you should reapply. I would say you could stretch the two, maybe do every three, four hours, but I would definitely reapply. Okay. I'm going to be better about that because what I usually do is I put it on my face in the morning and then I just go about my day. Unless I'm going to be outside, in which case I'm putting on, you know, I'm putting it on a lot more often. But for example, after this, I was going to go for a walk and I was like, oh, I don't need to put on sunscreen. I just put it on. Yeah, I'm going to put it on. Um, And I mean, they're coming with a, it is so important and they're coming up with a lot of ways to help people with it. It's less coverage, but they make those SPF powders now, which is literally just like, um, what do you call it? Like the thing you put on your makeup last setting powder with that brush thing. Yeah. It's almost, it almost looks like that just as like a quick, easy way to reapply Again, it's not as much coverage, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, I have, I also like to add in the antioxidant protection again throughout the day. So the vitamin C primer, the, I use it so often because it's adding in that extra vitamin C. Now with this new facial mist, I don't know when this is dropping. But <laughs> It'll drop after. Yeah. The facial mist is Perfect. live. Go buy it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yes, go buy it. So that's really helpful too because it has niacinamide in it, which is a, my favorite antioxidant. Um, so adding, spraying that throughout the day in addition to your sunscreen, just giving you a ton of coverage. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. What would you consider? Because I was like, I want people to take something away from this. Um either the most important skincare step or maybe tell us about like if you could if you were on an island right i think there's like a tiktok sound that like like if i'm trapped on a desert island this is the one thing that i'm gonna have with me yes okay no great question and i love it because this is gonna be a twofold thing again one sunscreen for everyone but like for a fun like sunscreen is the most important and will it doesn't only just uh it doesn't only fight free radical damage it actually has been shown to reverse some on your face as well most people think of sunscreen as just a shield but at the end of the day it is a skincare product as well and has benefits to reverse things but if like a fun way to answer this like a fun product and this is why a big reason I, I'm happy I started the brand. 
naming a like just a fun product you can't do you need to know your skin concern so because my biggest skin concern is niacinamide the one product i'd probably bring with me is that b3 that i mean i'm sorry my biggest skin concern is rosacea i would probably bring a niacinamide product um just because that has helped my rosacea so much compared to the other ones retinols and everything are amazing too but Niacinamide has improved my skin the most. It reduces the appearance of pores. It controls oil. Um, it, it's been the biggest help to me personally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I would bring my vitamin C primer because it has vitamin C and that ingredient. I'll, I'll agree on with that because I actually would do uh, niacinamide uh, every morning. I think I used, the, before I got the vitamin C primer, I used um, from The Ordinary. And I had heard niacinamide is very good for reducing the sizes of pores and for oil control. And so I have a very, like, I don't have oily skin, but I have a oily T-zone area. So right on my nose, right in the middle of my forehead, and right on my chin is where I produce the most oil. And if you, like, look really close, my pores are massive. I hate it. Uh, So I switched over. I started doing niacinamide every single morning. And before my moisturizer, before anything, like I would do my serums first. And then um, when I was done with a bottle, I would actually switch over to like a vitamin C serum simply because mm-hmm. I wanted to switch it up and like I didn't want my skin to get too used to it. So it would still reap the benefits. I didn't know if that was like legit or not, but um, I had heard that vitamin C and niacinamide couldn't like interact with each other like you couldn't use them at the same time so what I loved was when I met you and you know you were sharing all of your knowledge you mentioned uh the Vita C primer had niacinamide and I was like I thought they couldn't work together you you broke it down for me and I have never looked back I've that's my serum of the morning that's the first thing that I put on after I wash my face yes love to hear that and that you were right though that was a big um that was a big belief and it's since been overturned but when they talked about that it was also l-ascorbic acid which is the purest strongest form of vitamin c which isn't tolerated by all skin types in general they thought that and niacinamide didn't work well together um that's been disproven but also in the vitamin c primer i used a stabilized version of vitamin c mm-hmm. one derivative down from l-ascorbic just so it was tolerated by all skin types um, which plays well with every other skincare ingredient out there as well, a stabilized vitamin C, uh, with the exception of like a retinol. Oh, okay. Okay. Now it makes more sense. Anyway, I love it. Keep, if you take anything away from it's this, it's going to keep coming. I was like, just take, get the vitamin C primer. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, wrapping it all up, tell us where to find the fixed products, how to get the fixed products products i will definitely uh plug in your tiktok uh you put out a lot of great content i tell you all the time like i love how quick you are to hop on the trends uh you make skincare like a skincare product brand really fun on tiktok which i don't think many have been able to achieve so that's awesome but yeah where where can we find you yeah no i appreciate that first of all because Oh my god, I get so nervous all the time. I'm like, I hope none of my friends are following me on TikTok, with the exception of like you. Because like, I get weird on TikTok. But you can buy it through um, 
There is a link on my TikTok. There is a link in my bio of my Instagram as well. The Instagram is the fix official. Um, and the fix is with a P H I X. Um, and then the website itself is the fix T H E P H I X dot co C O. Awesome. Any, any last words, any last, uh, advice for anybody wanting to know more about skincare, any last things you want to say? Um, with skincare specifically, be patient and be easy on yourself. You're going to try a million different things, my brand, other brands, you're going to combine them. You're going to find products you love that you're going to fall out of love with. It is, it's just being patient and listening to your skin. Cause just like your taste in music or anything like that, your skin changes over time, needs different things. So you will figure out what works for your skin. I promise. That's it for the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast listening platforms. And if there's anything you want to hear on next week's show, feel free to send me a note. I'm your host, Daniela Romero, and thanks for listening to Some Supervision Required. Until next time.